This podcast is designed for you to discover more about who you are, to challenge your old adopted beliefs, and to expand your awareness of what's really possible. I'm Adam Esco, and this is The Unspoken Agreements. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Unspoken Agreements podcast. This is Adam Esco. I want to take a moment and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Three thank yous. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. Um, This has been a lot of fun for me. It's been fun to connect with you. I love hearing from people that uh, resonate with the podcast and share what's going on in their lives and just kind of keep the circle going, keep the connection going. It's a lot of fun. And ultimately, it's something that I love to do myself. And then, you know, hearing from people that share uh, real things that are going on in their lives and uh, things they're working on, things that they want to work on and transform is is definitely icing on the cake. So thank you for your feedback. I also want to say thank you to Truthwork Media who produced the podcast. Um, they have been fantastic to work with. And uh, if you're getting into podcasting, you want to get into podcasting, you don't know where to start. Um, they got you know the door open for me. And they could do the same for you. Small business, big business, doesn't matter. Um, so I'll share a little bit about myself. If this is the first time you're hearing the podcast or if you're coming back and you're going through something in your life that you're looking for a shift, I help professionals who feel trapped in their work that um, maybe have been living out their family's expectations or societal expectations on what they should do for work. And then what they realize is that hey, this isn't really working. I'm not really fulfilled. I'm still dreading going to work. Why I want to find something that's more meaningful, that like work that's really meaningful for me. I just don't know where to start. And by the way, I also have these doubts on being able to see that through. Like I don't know how to do everything. So uh, maybe there aren't as many options out there for me uh, because I don't have all the answers. And I'm just going to say that's totally normal. Um, that is like the one of the common things I hear most. And that's what I help people shift from so that they can live out their dream. They can have that their own highly profitable business that they get to run. They get to have the flexibility. um, They get to see the people that they want and make it their own. And it's a lot of fun. And so if it's something that speaks to you, check me out, www.adamesco.com. This is going to be a fun episode. This is uh, one of the the common themes that I see, and it's something that I've done a lot of work around personally and will continue to do a lot personally, it's like, why is it that I care so much about what other people think and how the how do I shift away from that? Like, so not only why why is it there, how do I start shifting from that and start experiencing something else for myself? Because people, if unless you start asking this question for yourself. Um, Hey, it's not working. I'm losing energy. I'm noticing that I'm not sending boundaries. I have relationships that aren't working for me. Um, Maybe I'm doing a job that I don't like. I'm just show up differently around different people. And like, I don't know why that is. I'm saying yes to go to things that I don't want to say yes. I'm doing actions that I don't really want to do. And if you're sitting and listening to that and saying like, I just, that's, I will want to see what else is possible. Well, this, this could help you. All right. We're going to talk about two hacks 
that you can start to implement that can uh, kind of shift the game for you. So you could start showing up a little bit differently and have different results in your life. So that's where we'll go. Have a great day. Enjoy the episode and sending love. Here's the big question of the day. Why do I care so much about what others think of me? Like, why is that running my life? Why do I care so much about what the opinions and judgments of others are? And how do I shift away from that? So this is what we're going to focus on today. This is, this is the single most common thing that I've found with the clients I work with. It's why do I let the opinions of others kind of run my life? And why am I so reactive, viscerally reactive to it? So what we're going to do is first share why that's the case. Okay, what I want to say is that this is 100%. If you are experiencing this at certain times of your life with your friends, with certain family members, with other authority figures, your boss, people that you respect, what I want to share is that is 100% normal. 100% normal. And here's why. When we are an infant, when we are a baby, when we are a little child, we are totally dependent on our caregivers, our parents, our grandparents, whoever's raising us. Because we, we, if we don't have them, it's like oxygen, but, but with them, if we don't have their support, then we won't live. We'll, we will die. So our minds realize that. Um, we only have a subconscious mind, and it knows that in order to stay safe, which is the the actual soul, the one of the soul purposes of the mind is to stay safe and to try to live and to try to self-preserve itself. It needs, it's dependent and needs somebody else to survive. And usually those that someone else is your parents, or if you have an older sibling, um, it could be you need to behave a certain way so the older sibling doesn't do something that makes you feel unsafe. So that's really the paradigm. That's how it all starts. So let's say that um, you are, you know, playing with something that you shouldn't be playing with, or you're uh, talking in a way that is unapproved of, and you, you know, you experience your parents' anger, right? That, that let's say they get mad at you. Um, and that to you triggers you, that makes you feel unsafe. And you realize, oh, I can't do this anymore because I see this authority figure and they're angry and I need them to survive. So I don't want to do that anymore. You, so you start not, it kind of starts shaping your behavior, right? Cause then you start avoiding doing the thing that you notice them being upset with, right? That's it's like all the time. How many times have you heard or experienced you come home with a really bad report card or you get a bad grade on a test or you do something, but it wasn't good enough. Um, and then you start experiencing the effect of, of your parents and they were like, you know, they're, they, sh they show and express their discontent. They're unhappy with this. They talk to you and they share they're unhappy. And you're sensing that, right? You're a little kid and you're sensing that like, oh man, when this happens, they're really unhappy. Maybe they stop talking to me. Maybe they show anger. Maybe there's, they, um, they, they uh, avoid me or, or punish me for something. So then what, what does that do? 
because your mind interprets that interaction, just as an example, as something that feels really uncomfortable and unsafe, and because the mind's one of the mind's sole jobs is to keep you safe, it's going to try to do the opposite thing so that you can preserve yourself, so you could keep surviving. And so then you start taking on the behavior. You got to do more to be more, as an example, like what I was just sharing. So regardless of whatever it was that you however it was that you behaved and whatever role you adopted at an early age in order to feel safe, you start becoming very dependent on what at an early age, what your parents think or whatever authority figures think, right? Same thing as when you go to school in early age, right? You're kind of, you go there, you're still a little kid and you have this teacher that's the authority figure and they're telling you what to do. And what happens if you don't do it, right? You either get outcasted or you get yelled at, you get labeled as, you know, X, Y, Z, and you can't, you don't want to be out uh, out alone. That feels terribly frightening because, again, when you're a little kid and you're all alone, that means I'm not going to survive. So you, you do whatever you can to take on the group, to fit into the group uh, dynamics because alone and abandonment literally feels like death to the mind. So, that's, so see how it starts to shape your entire being is I need others to survive and I need others... To to think of me in a, in a way that's going to help my survival. So that's that's how the hardwiring starts to get developed at an early age. And the thing is, we keep doing that throughout school, throughout high school, throughout college, throughout our work, because we're still operating with the same mentality. Like we we're still operating like a like a little kid uh, mentally, and that's totally normal. This is what I'm saying. This is how the brain works. It's just started from a place of we need others to survive and in order and because we need others, we also need others to not perceive us in a, in a certain way that's going to impact our survival or impact our security. And until you start to realize that this is just the, the operating system, this is just the mind living out the way it's supposed to, except the fact that we're now in an adult body and we don't actually need that anymore, that was just the case when we were kids, then we're still just going to be behaving and operating in a way that is similar to when we were a kid. So why does this happen? It happens because that's the mind is programmed to keep us safe and secure, and it learned from an early age is that's what it needed, except the fact that it never contradicted that. It never really challenged that. Um, as we start developing a conscious mind and and start realizing, well, you know, this isn't working for me, right? The reason that you'd be listening to this conversation is you're like, well, I'm so, there's so many times where I'm so affected by the way other people think and I do behaviors that I really wish I didn't do. And, and so you're like, well, what's another way to do this? Like it's not really working in those situations. How is this impacting my life when I'm just, too preoccupied with like how a friend thinks of me. Uh, I'm you're stopping um, from selling yourself or behaving in a certain way or expressing yourself in a certain way because you're still concerned with uh, the judgments of other people. And and, and again, that's totally normal because you just learned in, in my sharing that that's just what got developed in your hard drive when you were a kid. So 
how do we start shifting away from that, right? So that's how it gets developed. We're still operating in our adult body like we were as a child, and that's normal because that's just the mind living out its programming. But how do we start shifting away from that? How do we start expressing ourselves in a different way? How can we set boundaries that are healthy from us? How can we say no um, when we want to say no? How can we start doing things that we really want to do, even though it feels so uncomfortable and triggering because we're worried about what a friend may think of us or, or again, anyone what may think of us. If we post something on social media, for instance, how can we do whatever the heck we want to do? How can we start getting in that state? Well, the first thing you could do is start shifting the relationship with your thoughts and shifting the relationship with your emotions. And this is something I work on with my clients. And you might be listening to this like, what do you mean shifting the relationship with your thoughts? What does that mean? What does that mean to shift the relationship with your emotions? Well, it's starting to put a, a distance, separation from your thoughts. You, you, the being you, it are not your thoughts. Your thoughts come into your being. You can't control your thoughts. You could control your thinking. But your thoughts come in and they go. So you start, no, this is just basic mindfulness here. You start to say, I am not my thoughts. So when thoughts come in, right, and, you, and this is the, the practice of trying to recognize when those thoughts are coming in, it's like, hey, I want to, um, everyone, my, my partner or my friends uh, all expect me to go to this event. But you're like, I really don't want to go. It's draining. Um, but what, and then like the thought comes in like, oh, what happens if I don't go? Boom. What happens if I don't? I can't not go because then, you know, then something bad will happen, basically. It's recognizing the thought is, that's just a thought, right? So that thought is coming in, again, coming from where? It's coming in because once upon a time, you were dependent on what other people think of you, your parents, authority, your teachers, your coaches, whomever, and you're still operating from that place. So what? So you say like, oh man, I have to go because if I don't, and if you really go deep enough, you'll realize that then people won't like you. Um, and that's and th so that's just the thought playing out an old belief system. So just recognizing that it's there and it's trying to keep you safe, and that's how you start separating yourself. Oh, that's just that's just the thought that's there to try to keep me safe because it's always meant to do that. And I, you know, I recognize that. Thank you, thought for trying to keep me safe. And so you just, first of all, recognize that. Same thing with the emotions, right? So then you have that like, uh feeling. Uh, let's just use an example. Like you have to go to an event or a party and you don't want to go. But again, if you don't go, that means that people won't like you or that something bad will happen or someone will be upset with you or someone will judge you or someone will say something. And so that with that thought comes the emotion, right? The thought triggers the emotion inside your body. Sometimes it's the opposite way. But let's say in this case, the thought triggers an emotion. You got to get that feeling of like tightness in your chest. If you're really aware of your, you know, what your sensations in your body, it's like, oh, kind of dread, tightness in chest. Your belly feels a little tight, kind of this uh, dr dropping of energy, like draining, like, like the blood rushing to your feet. Sometimes you start, people could clench their jaw. It could be anything, right? It's, it's different for different people. And notice that the emotion itself and the sensations that's not you either. That's not you. The emotions are meant to teach you a lot, uh, but that's just a response. It could be a response to a thought. And 
just putting separation between the emotion and the sensation not being you, but something that kind of washes through you and works its way out. Because all emotions, if you give it time and, and don't re-energize it with a new thought, will just will work its way out in 90 seconds or less. That's been a study shown. So th- you just let the emotion be. You let the emotion be. And so the more you're aware of your thoughts, the more you're aware of your emotions, the more you start shifting the relationship, and these are two quick ways to do it, um, of just recognizing that they're there and they're not you. And you're like, oh, that's just a feeling. That's just a thought. Then you could start putting space and then bringing yourself to decisions that are in best interest of yourself. Because the goal of this is really to, how do you make better decisions for yourself that's going to get you what you want in your life? How did you start shifting out of um, reactivity and operating from old belief systems that's leaving you energetically drained or having you make decisions based on what other people think and then it's just leaving you in this state of low self-worth because you're more interested in um, filling the needs of other people than filling the needs of yourself. And so that's the effect. The effect is the low self-worth because you're, you're doing most of your decision-making from a place of what if this, if I don't do what they want me to do, if I'm not liked by these people, then something terrible is going to happen to me and I might be all alone, right? That's like, like the worst case scenario. So shifting just the recognizing of this, uh, that this is going on within yourself, you could start making better decisions for yourself and then build that confidence and that self-esteem up. Okay, so that was a mouthful, and we're going to move on to hack number two. So hack number two is the value shift. And this is where the people I work with, it, this, is, this is the work, okay? This is the, the real work, which is, when I say the word selfish, there are people that will have a very strong visceral reaction to that word. It's like, oh, like that cringe face, like, oh, just the thought of you doing something selfish is like, oh, that just feels awful. And the thought of being selfless is like really noble, right? And I'm not so that's not not true. That's fine. Except if you put selfish on one end of a line, right? You have a spectrum. Let's say you have a spectrum. You draw a line on a piece of paper, flat line, horizontal. And on one tip of the side is total selfishness. And then the other tip on the other side of the paper is total selflessness. You have to ask yourself where on that line are you operating? Because if you're on one end of the polarity or other end of polarity, um, that could serve you in some instances, and that could be really, really damaging to you um, and influence your the results and the things that you have in your life on, in other circumstances. So most likely the people I work with, the people that are resonating with what I'm saying right now, are, are really, really good at the selflessness, right? They are great team players. They are um, empathetic. They uh, they are easily, they connect better with people. People, they're usually good listeners. People um, want to be around them because they got really good at uh, developing this skill of selflessness. It became into their value system uh, something that was highly touted when they were a kid. Again, it's just a belief that gets instilled in you um, when you're a kid. 
Now, here's what I also notice about these people. They have a judgment towards selfishness, right? Hence the visceral reaction, right? The visceral reaction towards something or cringe or you have an emotional reaction is because there's a judgment towards being selfish. And being selfish is, in a lot of cases, very healthy, right? Self-care. And and so how are we defining selfishness? Selfishness, the way I define it, I kind of link it with authenticity In, in, in a healthy sense, a healthy expression of selfishness is to get in touch with what matters to you, what's important to you. It's to kind of dive deep into what it is that you want and then be able to give yourself that or to ask for that for to other people. And so that could be a very healthy expression too, right? It's, it's choosing yourself first. Like that's how we're going to define it. And so could think about just hearing that, think about all the times where that might be really uh, healthy for you, your body, your spirit, whatever, right? So you, so where are you on that line? So the people that are listening to this and people that are really empathetic, great connectors, good listeners, they are usually fantastic selflessness people, right? They are the people like, I just want to help people. Like, and again, that could be coming from, you know, people that are selfish too, but they have that saying, they just want to say like, I just want to help people. And they're really good at helping people. Um, but they're not really good at putting themselves first when it's going to be in the best interest of them and the people they work with to do that. So that's the muscle that has to get developed. Um, and it starts with just being open to, Hey, it's a value shift. Hey, when, when do I need to be selfish a little bit here? When do I need to choose myself first? How is uh, not choosing myself first impacting my life? That's that's when you know you need to see where you are on the spectrum and say like, hey, in what instances do I need to be like over here on the line, right? Closer to the selfish side. Um, how is that impacting my energy level when I'm not? Where is it, how is it impacting my financial well-being? How is it impacting my happiness or fulfillment, right? Because the truth is the it's, it's the people that I'm working with that are so selfless um, and then when they are in a position or doing work um, or in relationships that is so far off when, with what their internal desires are, their internal guidance system, that's saying like, hey, I really want something else, but like you can't hear my voice right now. So it's the people that are doing unfulfilled work or in like relationships or have friends or they want to say something to someone, but they just are afraid to say it. Then they're starting to, what happens is when that happens over and over and over, it takes a massive effect on your physical well-being. You get more stress, you get more anxious, Um, You might notice some health changes, um, and it also affects the way you perceive yourself, your self-worth, because you have developed such strong muscles at, you know, being liked, at uh, doing what other people want or expect you to do, except you haven't really built the other side, the other muscles for yourself too. And so... Why do I care? So, right, this all came from why do I care so much about what other people think of me? 
So you know that why, and you know that how that's impacting your life because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're agreeable. You're saying yes to everything. You are, um, having a hard time saying or, or doing what it is that you want to do. And you can't really find those answers for yourself because you're too preoccupied with what if I don't do that. And so the set, so really this second shift has to be, well, how can I embrace some selfishness? Why is that important to me? Right? How can you open the door to being selfish? And what happens is when we start to work on this together, it's really uncomfortable at first, right? And why wouldn't it be? It totally would be because you haven't, A, you haven't built the muscles and two, you're still operating from this old self-preserving safety mind uh, paradigm that's saying, you, whoa, what do you mean you're going to start being selfish? What do you mean you're going to start choosing yourself first? Like, do you know how unsafe that is? And so that's when you, you, when you start doing hack number one, having a different relationship with your thoughts and emotions and you start recognizing, Oh, that's just my, that's just the child mind inside of me trying to keep me safe. And it's okay. I see you. I hear you. I'm okay. I'm going to choose myself here first and see what happens. And when you start doing that over and over and over, man, uh, over again, and you start building up those muscles around yourself and around your, um, choosing yourself first, that's when the magical results happen because you start beaming with self-confidence and self-love because um, that's really what selfishness can give you. That's the other side of the spectrum that you haven't uh, really experienced. It's like, wow, I feel so strong. I feel so confident. I've never, I have all this energy now and you're going through that really difficult fear-based work that feels so foreign to you because again, the muscle hasn't developed that you start getting perceived in a different way. Whoa, like what's happening with so like you're they're like people are looking, you're like, whoa, what's happening with so and so? And this is I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a couple different podcasts on this because I really want to share what happens as a result when you start showing up this way, what your life could look like, what happens in the relationship, the shifts and the changes, just to give you a little give your mind a little bit more perspective on what uh what effects you could start seeing in your life. But really the door today was to give you a couple hacks to, to start asking yourself and, and to just put your mind at ease a little bit. So, and I think we did that. That might be a great place to end. So again, the questions you want to ask yourself is if you are so preoccupied with what other people think of you, how can you shift your thoughts and emotions when they come up in the, in the moment? How can you be present to what's coming up for you in the moment and then prepare a sentence that you could say to yourself, to say to your safety brain, to say to the self-preserving part of your mind that's trying to keep you safe that, hey, it's okay. You know, I, I, I'm going to do this and I appreciate you trying to keep me safe. That's the relationship I'm talking about. And the other part of you has got to ask yourself, where in my life do I need to be selfish? Where is it that I want to take care of myself a little bit more? Um, and what are the benefits of that? Like, why why do I want that? Um, because once you start showing up that way, there's going to be a lot of doors that are going to open up for you. You're not gonna you're not gonna lose that muscle that you've trained for many many years on selflessness and doing great things for other people and empathy. That will always be there. Your your natural tendency is going to want to go back to that place, so you don't have to worry about yourself becoming 
too selfish and too arrogant. And I'm not putting a bad light on that, but like, if you're hearing this, you're like, well, I don't want to be totally selfish. And I'll say that doesn't, that really doesn't happen because your, your default will shift back to the primary muscle, which is selflessness. But the question is, how can you start move, shifting yourself along that horizontal line so that you have a balance and so that your life starts to work for you and you're not just working for other people? Go out and do it. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please visit me at www.adamesco.com.